Hey, what's going on, guys? My guest today is a pretty great photographer. He's taken some pretty incredible landscape pictures, if I do say so myself. And I'm really glad he came in and we got to sit down and talk for a couple hours. I really enjoyed his work. I really enjoyed the conversation. I think you guys will enjoy both. So please give it up for Kevin Lamilio. Seems like every other day something something something's going on. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, you I don't even know what to make of it. <laughs> you just kind of got to roll with the punches. Yeah, you when start... you wake up the next morning, you just got to expect whatever's going to get thrown at you. Uh-huh. You never know what's going to go on. Exactly. So I gotta admit, uh, man, I'm a huge fan of really? your work. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I actually, I mean, I've only shit. It's probably been a week mm-hmm. since I first found your stuff, but I was I was oh, impressed, yeah. man. Uh-huh. I was really impressed. Thank you. Yeah. I've how been... long How long have you been doing it? Well, I mean, you know, I started just with my like cell phone camera when I was, you know, going through high school and stuff. And I always liked it. And I had a buddy who had a DSLR camera, you know, the the fancy camera you can take the lens off of and all that. Yeah. I finally ended up getting one. uh, It was Christmas of 2016. So I've had one of those for about three years now or so and just messing around with it. And God, yeah, I love it. It's just, you know, something to keep me going. It's a good, healthy hobby, it seems like. And I mean, yeah, you're getting out into the woods Mm -hmm. are you like hiking out there i mean where are you taking these pictures i mean yeah i I have my favorite places like the rockefeller forest and the avenue of the giants because i live in rio dell and that's just like the most accessible place and yeah i'll go around and hike around a little bit and you know try to keep my keep myself in shape and all that but uh yeah a lot of the times i'm really drawn to like just you know the roads just driving because that's i I don't know it's kind of sentimental to me you know cruising the avenue when it's raining and stuff like that and i mean yeah not even just the forest the oceans just humble's a perfect place to go road tripping on basically yeah i mean you couldn't ask for shit a better location right you've yeah got you the got the ocean you've uh-huh. got you could go up to neyland and take pictures of the sky exactly yeah yeah i always say that humble's basically like all all the california's best uh sceneries basically yeah. you got the nice hills the rolling you got hills, the beach the beach the forest the best forest in california you know yeah and a little quirky little city life too yeah so are you just i mean are you carrying your camera just everywhere you go or do you like i mean yeah scout I, out I, I try to keep it in my truck but um i'm more of like you know i work uh monday through friday as a landscaper so about like 4 30 i'll get off work and this time of year i like to catch sunsets so sunsets at 4:50, and i get off work so at 4 30 so i'm like okay i gotta get off and like go head up monument road or something that's in rio del and yeah but yeah just keeps me going it's got to be a great hobby it's i mean it's fun I I, i'm kind of more of like a introverted type person i like to keep to myself so i could just be out there for hours alone and just be totally happy with my own thoughts just listen to my music and just looking for something that makes me go like you know, that, that feeling when you see like just some, something just makes you go, wow, it's it's good to try to capture that. Yeah. I think that's one of the, you know, one of the incredible things about photography is Mm -hmm. you can capture that moment, you know, normally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Normally you're just out there and you're, you're in mm -hmm. it for a minute and then it's gone and you're like, damn, Mm -hmm. but you capture that. Yeah. That's the hard part is like capturing that moment. I mean, every single time I go out, I'll have, you know, a dozen of those moments like, wow. But it's just, you can't capture all of those on a camera. 
I mean, some of it, maybe video would help a little bit, some of it, but like if you're standing on top of a ridge and, you know, big swarm of birds just flies right through you basically. And the fog's just like ripping by you. It's like kind of hard to really capture that, you know, but yeah, I try to just capture as many of those moments that I, that I feel. Yeah. You're probably almost kicking yourself, huh? When you're in that and you're like, shit, I didn't have my yeah. camera right there. I mean, it is like a live and learn sort of thing, you know, like, uh, a lot of my big, uh, um, a big part of the photography for me is like editing the photos afterwards because you take a picture with the really nice cameras. It won't really come exactly like how you want uh, it. How, yeah. How you want it. Or even like how you just see it visually. Okay. And, um, smartphones are really good at that. They have, uh, some software that'll pre-edit it. And at just as like you hold your phone up, thing? yeah. As you hold your phone up, there'll be a lot of things, adding saturation, you know, contrast and all that. But, those fancy cameras don't really have that. They just give you the raw file, what the sensor picks up. So my job I see is to just keep editing it to make it realistic and, you know, something that'll captivate you as well. How long does it take you to edit a photo? Um, it's probably challenging because you don't want to overdo it, right? Yeah. I've you want to bring out the color and then yeah, you don't want to make it look like it's I've learned it. Some Some pictures will be a lot easier. Some pictures will be a, a little harder between you know, 10 minutes, to two hours for one picture sometimes as it, yeah, it just really depends. And a lot of the times I'll, um, post it on the internet somewhere so I could look at it on my phone. Cause you know, phones will have a bunch of saturation boosts and contrast boosts. It's a lot different than a computer screen. Yeah. They, they kind of try to make it more poppy because it's easier for your eye to pick stuff like that up on your little tiny phone screen. So I try to make it so it looks both good on the computer and the smartphone screen which is kind of difficult it's always going to be different you're never going to have it look the exact same and i'm figuring like well most people are probably going to be looking at it on their smartphone so i'll kind of try to bid to that yeah, yeah. and kind of desaturate it on the computer and yeah i'm, I'm trying to hone it in i, <laughs> I, I'm I hoping think I you're do doing good, good man uh -huh. i know i mean shit with this i know the work that goes behind the scenes that you don't actually see and it's it's pretty labor intensive. Uh -huh. yeah i mean it's just something to do to you know unwind after going out and exploring you can just kind of scroll through and just like revisit check those out adventures. your work yeah uh-huh damn yeah yeah i know that i mean it's almost like you have to have an eye for that because you have to be able to I mean, capture that moment, which yeah. is, I mean, I've tried to take pictures of like scenery mm -hmm. and it comes out and I'm like, oh, this was, this I mean, was rough. I'm sure I didn't have as good of an eye the first few times I was doing it. It's like a you process. Know, I've probably taken how many, probably a couple hundred thousand pictures in my life. No you shit. Know? Well, yeah, throughout the just, you know, phone pictures and just as I go along, it's normally about uh, 20,000 a year I'll do on my camera nowadays, give or take. You know, I can, it'll just reset. It goes up to like 10,000 and resets or something. So I can Damn. generally see how many. How many are you taking when you go out and you're like, okay, I'm going to go hit this spot? Yeah. If I go like, you know, take a nice foggy morning down to the avenue, it'll be two, two, four to 400 shots. And I mean, then you got to go back through and high grade all that. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the times it's like if I get like one of my most recent shots, I have a, you know, a car coming up and the headlights are uh, yeah, I saw reflecting that. off of the pavement. I'll just sit there and as a car's coming up, just take like 10 shots, 12 like shots. Like a burst? Yeah, basically. Because you don't know what's going to be the exact perfect moment at yeah. that time. You know, you're getting rained on and all that stuff. You can figure that stuff out later. Just as long as you get the shots and it can be hundreds of shots. 
but yeah i normally will remember like okay towards the last of it that's where i want to be looking so i'll just like change the perspective slightly if i look back at it and i'll normally hone it in throughout a couple dozen shots yeah but yeah how long have you been doing this has this just i mean has this Uh just always kind of been yeah i mean you know ever since i kind of had my license and could go out and explore and just like yeah ever since i was 16 i've loved exploring but I've, i've gotten really into the just you know digital photography aspect of it since yeah i got my dslr back in 2016 or 2017 i guess yeah yeah it's just like three years three four years i'm coming up on it and loving every minute yeah right yeah i mean i definitely go through slumps like um in the summertime i'll end up not going out as much because i mean the weather is a big factor and it's boring in the summer we get just oh that's blue interesting. skies yeah. and fog i would have thought that'd be like the perfect time a lot of people out. do yeah but i mean the fall and spring and winter are my favorite times because i'm just i'm kind of a weather nerd like i, I get really excited if it's raining or snowing or, or the fog's like. rolling in yeah exactly if you can see some natural phenomenon going on i'll get excited about it but yeah it's blue skies it's just like tame it's kind of i would not have thought i can't that. do much with it yeah I really, I, the first picture I saw from you actually was, it must have been like the Eel River maybe or the Van Dusen or something, mm-hmm. and the fog's rolling in in the background, yeah. and you've got the rain coming down. Oh, yeah, that's the Eel River. Was there little raindrops yeah. kind of floating up? Yeah. That was a crazy picture. Thank you. Yeah. Um, It's funny. That morning, I went down, drove down to you know the avenue, went down to the Rockefeller Forest, took pictures for a couple hours, and I came back to Rio Del, where I live, and I was like, ah, let's just go check out the river bar really quick. And who would have thought that's the the picture that kind of Pop. made the yeah yeah made the trip, and yeah I mean it it was just not really expected. I kind of crouched down when it was raining in the river and just held it under me so I wouldn't get my camera wet. And yeah, those are probably the best moments to capture. Huh? Mm-hmm. Those ones where you're not quite expecting to get anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. There it is. Yeah, like I didn't even that wasn't the first picture I edited when I went back home either. I went through all the other ones and I was like, oh, that's all like uh, it's, it's not doing it for me. And then I was, oh, okay, maybe this one, this last last second thought, yeah, maybe that would do it. And you never know what people are gonna respond to. Yeah, that's the crazy part about art, especially, is you don't know yeah. what's gonna uh-huh. grab people. Like you can think it's good, you know, it has some elements like you beautiful skies you know a good subject or something but people may just be like oh yeah it's just some it's just random a other picture, picture. Yeah, yeah but some pictures where it's like like that one it's just like oh it's just the river when it's raining like who would who would like that but it i have sold that picture more than any of my other pictures you know just people being like hey do you sell prints and i'm like well kind of yeah i could just sell you the file or something like yeah but yeah it, it always keeps me on my toes and i'm trying to learn and respond to that you know, see what people like, and I could do more like that. But it's mainly just down to what I like. Yeah, <laughs> I you try to, have to feel it. I'd imagine. Uh-huh. Yeah, I try to be not try to be, but I kind of can be a little selfish with it, like because it, it's for me first. Like I, I never really wanted to be like a big time photographer, wedding photographer, or anything. It's just my hobby. So I, I just want to go out there and take pictures, be out there and see what I can make of it. But like. Yeah, it's it's a fine balance between doing that and like doing what you think might make people happy or respond to it more, get more likes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be a hard road mm-hmm. to travel down. No, huh? because at one point yeah. you're like, man, I just want to do this mm-hmm. for you know, I like this scene and I want this picture. Yeah, 
Which is nice because I could still do that. And I mean, yeah. it's just like, because I'm not like a prof professional photographer being paid to go out to do some take shots just, of things yeah. you're not actually interested in. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Which is why I think I probably wouldn't want to become a professional photographer. It's all about just my cathartic state of just exploring and, you know, uh, recording what I see. <laughs> it seems like that's, you know, that's when people get their best work done is when they go into it, not because man, I want to make some cash or I want to get, yeah. you know, I want to sell a mm -hmm. hundred thousand pictures or make this my career. They go in because yeah. I just love, I just love it. You mm -hmm. know, I think you need that to actually be good for one yeah. and to actually maybe make a career out of it. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's definitely the state of mind going into it because if you're on a mission, like you, you're focused on something. You're like, going to miss everything on the outside of that. Uh huh. Yeah. And I've even noticed that when I'm like, okay, this is like the great shot that I want to get. I want to be posted up exactly right here. And I'll spend like an hour waiting for that. Like I'll find myself falling into that where, um, I don't really need to be like, I'll take millions of shots that one place. And when I come back to it in the computer, it's like, oh, that one on the way there was way better than any of those thousands of pictures that I took at that one spot. Yeah. It's funny how that works out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's part of the learning process, too. Just, just kind of self-improvement over the time, not wasting time, you know, staying in one spot when I could be exploring around and seeing who knows what else. Yeah. What's the hardest part, do you think, of photography? Uh, you know, personally... I'm just going to say just messing around with a tripod. I'm the type. <laughs> I swear. That's not what I was expecting yeah. at all. Damn. Okay. I'm the type. I want to just be running around unencumbered. I've got just a really shots. light camera, a wide angle lens, and a telephoto lens. I just want to be running around. And I've found like when I get into the low light situations, you have to make the shutter speed lower, which gathers more light. Instead of like a hundredth of a second, you have like one thirtieth of a second, which will gather more light but you get more shaking too okay and uh below yeah like 130th of the 30th of a second it kind of gets some shaking when you're doing it handheld and that's about the zone where you want to be when you're taking like the nice sunset pictures or in darker areas like the forest you pretty much have to have you know the tripod but I'm always, if you're in the rain and running out there Dealing and trying to elements. set it up and you get the tripod perfect and then a car comes through and you got to get oh. out of the road i just want to just just like hold on man let me yeah. take this picture real quick uh-huh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that, that's the first thing to pop into my head what the Damn. the hardest thing is like but yeah other than that it's you know probably just seeing how people respond to it versus how i respond to it and you know kind of trying to mesh that together get my style to be more i don't know popular if that's the word I don't what know, do you mean more more, more accepted well, you know, it's it's nice to get, you know, recognition. Thousand likes, yeah. two thousand likes on wants that. I mean, I can't deny that. That's that's kind of part of it. Like you get a little self esteem boost when you have hundreds of people commenting on it, saying how awesome it is, bringing up memories, making them nostalgic and yeah, that's that's definitely a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like that's with it's hard. Man, it's hard today. I'm sure if, you kind of yeah. Have I was to deal with say, that too. Yeah, for no other reason, just because there's so much out there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many photographs. There's so many podcasts. There's so exactly. many just mm -hmm. pieces of artwork that yeah. are really, really good. And so, if you're starting out, or even you know anywhere in your career or your passion with it, mm -hmm. you kind of want that validation 
But I think, like you said, I think that if you appreciate it more, then that Mm -hmm. grounds you. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And you can tell who the really accomplished and talented artists are out there. And you can tell who's out there just chasing the like. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing. Yeah, because it shows in your content. (laughs) That's kind of funny. I won't name any names. But like you said that and I had two different people. Like I know people who like go out and they kind of chase the likes. Like they'll look at like what the most popular thing is. They use like that type of color tone, that type of filter and other people will just like yeah i just love being out there i just want to share this with everybody and yeah <laughs> there's definitely a dichotomy out there yeah uh-huh the i feel like the ones that are just chasing the likes i mean sometimes they blow up right and sometimes they're definitely, pretty popular but cuz there's an algorithm to yeah, it you, you, you got to know the like, system uh-huh like if you have this sort of you know aesthetic to your artwork it's going to kind of blow up just like if you make a pop song. If you make a pop That's song exactly about, you know, yeah, drugs if you're and doing pop sex or and Screamo, party. Screamo's yeah. not going to blow up <laughs> yeah, like exactly. a pop song is. That is a good analogy, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, you have to try to stay true to yourself while, yeah, keeping that sort of catchiness. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's what worries me sometimes about like this is – it's easy to stay in that cookie cutter kind of lane. Mm-hmm. And like for this, not talk about things that are controversial or talk about things that yeah. are upset people. Uh-huh. And then I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that's not what I, that's not mm-hmm. where I'm going with this. <laughs> like, I don't care if five people or 500 people listen to it. As long as I'm enjoying the conversation, you're enjoying the conversation. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like mm-hmm. if I find it interesting, nobody else has to. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm the one sitting here. You're the one sitting here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I see. I would rather us be engaged then us be bored and thinking, what are we? Is That's this shit true. Yeah. Yet? Like, what are we doing here? Uh-huh. And then everybody online love it. Yeah, you know, I've watched other you know podcasts like this before, and it's true. Like, yeah, when uh, it's nice to have just two people having real, down to earth, authentic conversation, yeah. and being on this side of it, it's it's really cool. Yeah, I didn't actually know what to really expect. It's just sit down conversation with a couple of beers, just talking about your, your passions, you know? Yeah. yeah. What I mean, mm-hmm. what better way to kill a Saturday? Exactly. Knock back yeah. a few beers, uh-huh. talk some shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else is there to life? Exactly. Yeah. When it comes down to it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I think people need to start investing into their hobbies more. Oh yeah. I think if anything, you know, with COVID and everything, I think yeah. that's what sh- people should be pulling from this is, Hey man, Definitely. That nine to five job that you're working, that's not going to satisfy whatever is in you, uh-huh. like photography or like painting. Or I had a guy who does woodworking, just Josh, yeah. Josh uh, Sergeant, and he makes incredible pieces. And he was like, man, I mm-hmm. just do it because I like it. And it's a bonus that people are buying them. Exactly. You know? Yeah, like, that's how I feel. That's yeah. what you should be doing. Uh-huh. Like something you can get off from work and go and just kind of zone out. And mm-hmm. do your own thing. Yeah, definitely. Video games kind of satisfies that for people too. Yeah, it, ta- it uses probably a similar part of the mind where it's yeah. just like that state of flow. You know, you're not really thinking about what you're doing. Yes. Like I'm a, I'm a musician too. And sometimes when you, like if I'm playing piano and you just get into it, you can have half hour, hour more go by and you... The time just melts away. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the crazy part. And that's, that's just so good for people to like oh, experience yeah. in general. And we're really having a lack of that, it seems like. 
I think that's ninety percent of why people are so on edge right now. Mm-hmm. Is because you go to work, yeah. you get pissed off, then you yeah. come, you come home, you got nothing to do, I so you're imagine. online and just typing shit. Yeah, all like, the, that's where all the angry people online yeah, come man, from. Get a hobby. Come exactly, on. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's kind of good that it's forcing people to find more Something. about the about themselves, like learn more about themselves because. You know, a lot of people aren't used to having this amount of time there's a alone lot of, with their thoughts. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of self-reflection, mm-hmm. which is good and bad, I feel like. Yeah. you got to be able to handle that because mm-hmm. when a mirror is put up against yourself <laughs> and you're like, shit, I don't, I don't know how I feel yeah. about this. Like that could make or break you mm-hmm. in a real way. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those. Times, yeah. It's. <laughs> It's crazy. I mm-hmm. I would imagine it's probably good for photography right now, though, because you can get out and mm-hmm. just, I mean, you've got the time. Yeah, what are, you, exactly. what are you doing for work? I'm a landscaper. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice so I worked 40 hours a week still. But um, yeah, it's just a good thing to be able to clear your you know, head. Yeah, kind of blow off some steam, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, you need it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, is you really need something like that. Something, and I guess, I mean... It depends on what it is, right? Because if you're just getting wasted every night and that's your release, that's going to be a problem too. You need yeah. something you can grow with mm-hmm. and you invest time in and get a return. That almost way. seems like it's on the same level as going home and just doing nothing the same night, watching your Netflix, your same binge watch series. That's a problem, right? In. Getting lost in Netflix. That's like almost as bad as being just a closet alcoholic and just <laughs> getting shit faced every night. Like it's true. I mean, it's, it may not be as unhealthy physically, but mentally, gosh, it's, it's definitely draining to huh? just keep yourself. Yeah. Locked away from the world, doing your bare minimum. You're, you're being paid to be an employee and then you come home and just become a zombie. Yeah. That's, I could see why people have massive depression, anxiety oh, yeah. issues. And I mean, I've even dealt with them myself, but it's, without that outlet i couldn't imagine how i would deal with those issues going on yeah do you uh do you work out at all not much outside of work but i've well yeah you've got yeah you've got yeah i mean pretty set with your job yeah it's kind of at at my job i'll be doing anywhere from like installing backyards shoveling cobble to climbing trees and pruning them yeah you got all the workout i get yeah i get plenty of workout at work which is why yeah i probably don't work out as much after work and that's probably why I don't go on five mile hikes when I'm doing photography and I'll drive around yeah. more often. Yeah. But uh-huh. that's definitely, I mean, for me personally, that's definitely been like a huge saving grace mm-hmm. with all of this. Cause you, when you're working out or when you're doing a physically active job like that, it's hard to fall into the bullshit of life. Cause yeah. you're just like, you work out, you get all the stress out, you, you clear your head a little bit yeah. and you're like, I don't, I don't need this. Like I'm going to uh-huh. go over here. Like you just, there are little pitfalls That's in true, life, yeah. I feel like. And like uh-huh. Netflix is one yeah. of those. YouTube's definitely one of those. Social media. Mm-hmm. And there's pros and cons, but when you when you work out or when you push yourself mm-hmm. in some endeavor, you kind of don't need that. Yeah, it kind of builds you up as a person when you when yeah. you have to push through something like that physically. It's uh before I worked as a landscaper, I was uh I was, you know, going to college. Um, I wanted to be a music teacher, actually, for a while. Oh, no so I was shit. kind of going to college for that. And I worked at a middle school after school program and a coffee shop. But yeah, I definitely just didn't get the physical, you know, sort of part of it. I, yeah. I was, 
I wasn't out of shape or anything, you know, but it's just, it kind of wore on me mentally to not be able to get that out. And that was, that was more of a darker time in my life because I just wasn't outside and getting to explore and just do what I naturally love to do as a person. Yeah. And once I kind of learned that, and once I realized that with my uh, job as a landscaper now, it kind of, it kind of helps me kind of play to what, um, what is better for me emotionally and physically. I don't think enough people realize that. Yeah. That like, I mean, especially if you have a desk job yeah. or something where you're just sitting at a computer all day, like mm-hmm. that wears on you in yeah. a weird way. And I'm sure with like your sleep cycles too, looking at a screen all day. My brother does that. He's a kind of a uh, technical support for this music company, but he's just sitting inside all day, just staring at his music screen or at his laptop and he can't get to sleep at night ever he's always had insomnia issues and i always tell him like you gotta just Put spend some time plug. outside yeah. watch the sun go down and that'll your brain will be like okay it's nighttime i'm gonna get sleepy now but yeah it's yeah it's it's not good for people for sure Mm-mm. i know um, it's, it's weird yeah we're in a weird time in right our human history like <laughs> we, we haven't had stuff like this for you know, Ever. staring at screens, that's the past, what, 20, 30 years? Yeah, but, but to this extent, yeah. where everybody's Constant. pretty much at home yeah. and all everything you're doing, every way you interact with somebody is all over mm-hmm. a screen. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm guilty for that, definitely, for sure. But, yeah, it's it's uncharted territory. And I'm kind of excited to see how everything plays out. Like, once we start studying the pros and cons of our new lifestyle, you know. It's going to be weird. Uh-huh. Do you think we're going to go back? To how it was before, oh, or you God, think no. this is you think this is it? Yeah, there's there's no going <laughs> That's back. That's what freaks me Once out. Once we've, it's like you know, a heroin addict. They taste the heroin. You can never. It's like you're addicted. We've tasted the heroin. Like we're yeah, there's we're no going back from that. We have, if we want to be entertained, it's at the palm of our hands. Unlike 50 years ago, where you would have to stare off into space and look at a bird flying. I wonder what kind of bird that is. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if bird watching is still as big. I can't imagine because you could just go online and find any bird you're interested in looking at. Well, you know, as a photographer, I've messed around with my telephoto yes, lens. I've become much more of a birder. Like I can tell oh, a really? sparrow from a starling, from an eagle, from a hawk, and all that because it's just out there, and I'll see it, take a picture. Hey, look, everybody, I found a bird, and they'll be like, "No, that's a, a red-tailed hawk or an osprey or something." And you just learn so much from just being out there doing stuff and you just got to be outside yeah exactly yeah uh-huh so much goes on out there <laughs> when you're just passing the time yeah it's mm. it's weird i was i was browsing reddit the other day mm-hmm. and i saw a post and it was talking about how you know everybody looks at reading books as like the ultimate pastime yeah right because you feel like you're learning something or you're you're achieving something mm-hmm. but then if someone's like, oh, man, I watched Netflix for eight hours the other day. Yeah. You're like, you got to get some help, man. That's not that's not healthy. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, just the But stigma. if I said I was reading for uh-huh. eight hours, you'd be like, God. Wow, that guy. Yeah, this guy's impressive. <laughs> that guy's right? got a Come brain on. on him. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got to catch up to that guy. But it's a weird thing, right? Because you could just, just like read fiction. Yeah, you could learn nothing reading for eight hours. Yeah. But you could learn everything about, you know, global warming and just like how COVID has caused and just so much information it just depends on where you're investing your time. Yeah. What source? Because, I mean, shit, if you're just looking at social media, 
Yeah, that's true. I you're mean, people pull. kind of generalize. If you're looking at a screen, you're just kind of zombie and your brain's not working. But that's definitely not true. You could be looking up articles, staying up to date, and learning random new stuff. Like, Yeah, it just depends on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd follow YouTubers that, like, are like geologists and they just like smelt down rocks and make diamonds and stuff <laughs> stuff like that and it's definitely more productive to watch something like that than you know just your cat videos all day yeah cat videos or your freaking 40th episode on <laughs> whatever show you're watching it's yeah. hard though man netflix uh-huh. netflix especially has some Ooh, great it's so yeah I, oh man you can get uh-huh i started uh binge watching the newest season of Oh God! What is it? Big Mouth? Have you Big, seen? That? Oh yeah, oh. I've seen Big Mouth a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I got sucked into show, it. Man, oh, yeah. it's so weird. <laughs> and it's I, like watching it, you feel weird because it's like some of the shit that goes on in that show. Yeah, and, and you know, like, it's just like kids school. in the show. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. And you're, like, <laughs> you're like, why are they saying that? And so fucking like, sexual. Jesus, like, this is a weird, but it's uh-huh. good. Like, but it hooks you, yeah. Oh yeah. I got sucked. I watched like three episodes in a row and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm at that point where I could keep going or I could stop, and I had to pull myself out because. You just it's you a kill sadistic a curiosity, basically, yeah. and they're playing into it. Just like how, you know, you've seen so many new uh, serial killer things on Netflix. I don't get that really. You know, like I watched That's Dexter. A, you know that show about. I the never ser- got into Dexter. Oh, really? It's it's pretty good. I, it? I, I drawn drawn into it pretty easily. But it's amazing how many other serial killer shows there are out there, and it's like they're just glorifying a serial killer now. I it's got like, into a. Are we asking for it? Like I really? Think people we're, love it. We're kind of asking for thing. it. Like we're training serial killers right now on Netflix. <laughs> I uh, true crime podcasts mm-hmm. are huge. Yeah, I've heard of those. I yeah. got I got hooked on a. Uh, Crime Junkies, mm-hmm. which is a great podcast. They do murders, mysteries, serial killers. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that it's so, like people just love yeah. listening to that, mm-hmm. which is so weird because it's all dark shit of really? people just killing other people. Yeah. Or people going in gory detail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's huge. People love it. I mean, hmm. I don't know where that that comes it's from. Just, yeah. Our curiosity because, you know, it's happened to somebody. So you wonder... It could, it could maybe happen to me. I wonder what would actually happen. We're yeah. just so curious. Yeah, it's it kind of plays thing, into right? it. Yeah, Nobody would want to be in that position. Uh huh. But hearing about it, you're like, okay, yeah, I well, can get that. maybe if you experience it, you'll know how to do it better if you go through it. And that just kind of maybe plays through our fears. Like if we have a fear of you know spiders, if we watch a you know show about somebody who's getting eaten alive by spiders <laughs> i don't know that, that might work no differently. no that might that not might work. make you not <laughs> maybe that was a bad example but yeah <laughs> but yeah maybe it's just kind of assuring us that like you know they still got through it even though they yeah, <laughs> were getting i don't, I don't know where murdered that, by it because it freaks yeah. i mean listening to it it freaks me out in the sense that it makes you realize Man, anybody could snap at any time. Mm-hmm. That's the scary thing. I was yeah. listening to an episode the other night. I started falling asleep. Yes, yeah. that's how messed up I am now. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. And this this dude. He was ten, killed his whole family, his parents, and tried to kill his older sister. Jeez. And she managed to like fight with him, and she got him off, and then he like. She said he was like in a trance, right? And so yeah. they were fighting. Huh. She kind of snapped him out of it. He was like, oh shit. They, yeah. She ran to the neighbors. He chased her. Like, long story happened. And then 
30 years later, got married and everything, had a family, killed his whole family again. And the sister came out and was what? like, this, somebody needs to put him away. And it's like, that just happens. Is that like a true story? Yeah. What? They're all true stories. No that's, way. that's the worst part. Oh, the part. true crime ones? Yeah. yeah. Ugh. But it's like your brother, <laughs> some 10-year-old kid just killed your, uh -huh. your parents. Jeez, how do yeah. You, how do you deal with that? I mean, yeah, like you can't send him to juvie hall when he's 10 years yeah. old. You, you figure, oh, it's just, yeah. You hope Poor oh, kid maybe didn't this know what he was just, doing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this was just a one-time thing. <laughs> he snapped. But that shit happens. Yeah. Like. And that makes just regular people, you know, a nice mom and dad who had their baby. And it's like, there's something wrong with Jimmy. I hope he's, hope he's not a serial killer. Like, I it makes regular know. people. Like, yes. I wonder if you have a tinge. Not, maybe not in that case. Uh-huh. But like, if you have a kid who turns out to be a serial killer, do you think there's warning flags that you can actually pick up on? Oh, you would assume so. I right? mean, just sociopathic tendencies. tendencies. Yeah, like they don't care if they're hurting people or, you know, the, if they're killing like a bunny or something, that's, you know, your red flag. Oh, that's flags. what they say, right? Yeah, if they're killing small animals or something, but that could just also be, you know, some redneck kid with a shotgun. <laughs> like, uh, you, it's you a never, weird thing. You, you just you can't tell. You yeah, don't know There's no people. way to tell unless they do something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you always hear, you know, in these true crime stories is, I, I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there must have been something. Yeah. Right? Like, uh-huh. Your husband just snapped and killed everybody? Like, that's <laughs> that's not normal. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Where does that come from? Hmm. Yeah. And but people love it. Yeah, that's... People love it. I, I love it, too. I mean, I, I can't, know. I can't, I, I can't like, <laughs> like, I can't bash it because I get hooked on it, too. But it's... Mm -hmm. I can recognize, like, this is a weird... Yeah, it's just... Weird little part of our brain that gets fun attracted to, think to this. why we like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it's easy to... <laughs> Just turn your mind off and fall into stuff like that. That's why I try to, okay, I've been sitting down watching TV and it's the middle of the day and it's a Saturday. I should probably go out and cruise around, take some pictures. And yeah, that's got to be great <laughs> motivation. Now you're like, okay, yeah, I definitely. To, I got to go take some pictures to balance myself back out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there's definitely a good balance because, you know, I can't be out doing that all the time or playing music all the time. Yeah. Like, you got to turn your brain off every once in a while. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. Where's your favorite spot? To take some pictures. Um, I'll say Monument, which is up Monument Road from Rio Del. It's about 10, 15 minutes from my house. And uh, you could see all of Rio Del and Scotia. And you go around the corner and you could see Fortuna, uh, the Bay a little bit, and Lolita. You could just see for miles. And Oh, I don't think I've been up there. Really? It's it's such a beautiful spot. You got like there. a bird's eye view. Yeah, it's basically like, you know, Neyland or Bald Hills Road. Okay. Yeah, it's just it or like Fickle Hill. That's kind of what yeah, I'm picturing. Uh -huh. okay. Which I actually haven't experienced too much. Oh, I've gone up a out. little bit. Yeah, but that's a pretty cool spot. Yeah, I love all of Humboldt sort of bald hills areas because it just gives you such a free feeling. You're on top of the world, like, and you could see for so so long. Like, uh, I could see Trinidad sometimes when the sun's setting oh, from shit. down by Rio Del, like the lights popping on in Trinidad and. God, yeah, it's just amazing up there. You're away from everything, only your thoughts. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a cool thing mm -hmm. about photography, especially, is you really just get pulled in. Like, you have to focus, I'd imagine, on what you're doing. And so you yeah. can kind of just uh -huh. push everything out and, you know, you're just thinking. You're just one with your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, like, oh, okay, that's a really dark shot, so I'm going to have to open it up, but... You know, I want to have the aperture smaller so I can get more detail close up. Yeah, it's just that little kind of monologue going in your 
uh, brain that just you know, blocks everything out. And it's, God, I think it's like medicine for the mind, basically, to just have that going, that kind of state of flow. It's just, yeah, really good for your day-to-day life. You know, at work, you can let things just kind of roll off your back if you have somebody who's just, like, nitpicky or yeah. just, like, really getting on your nerves. You'd be like, oh, I could just escape and drive to the top of the world after this, and everything will be Makes okay. everything better. Everything will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much why I love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's – I mean, like I was saying, I, I think people need that. I do too. I mean, you, yeah, and I mean, there's so many different hobbies like that. that you yeah, can you could, do, like you said, so music. Like, you could do. Yeah, like woodworking, sports, or woodworking. Like, even people crochet like crazy, and you could just make these beautiful things that people will use. Like there's, it's the possibilities are endless, and especially nowadays with COVID, people love just like handmade stuff, and you, you know, you got the time to do it. Like, yeah. It's plenty out there. Yeah, you don't. The excuses are kind of limited now. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people aren't working. So it's what do you, what do you want to do with your time? Do mm-hmm. you want to watch Netflix? Okay. Yeah, and I mean, people can't really be going out to bars or anything too. Like you, you have can't even go to the gym of, now. Yeah, you can't go to the gym. Can't go to the movie theaters. Like all that stuff we used to do for just you know passive fun. It's gone. Which was already limited. Cause yeah, exactly. Eureka. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I feel that. You got like Rio the bowling Del. alley. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. especially. Come on. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like. You got to drive up to Fortuna if you even want a burger from McDonald's or something. <laughs> like, Yeah, which I kind of like, though. Riedel, I mean, it's a cool little town. Yeah, it's a neat I'll little town. It yeah. It's got, like, it's a little bit of history. It was, like, kind of the party town for Scotia. Scotia was the big old mill town, and pretty much everyone who worked there lived there. So they'd just come across the bridge, and I heard there was, like, a dozen brothels down the street. I mean, like, it was just, like, a crazy place. Oh, that would have been cool to see. Yeah. Back in its heyday. mm -hmm, Yeah, I know. Like, the highway used to run through it, so there's, like, four or five, six gas stations for that tiny little town. Yeah, it would be cool to see Humboldt County, you know, 100 years ago before, you know, we took all the redwoods away. Have you seen some of the old pictures? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. It's, It's insane. Yeah. It's so different. I was talking to an old timer and he said, you know, all this area, we were in Eureka, just downtown Eureka. All this area used to be old growth redwoods. And it took me a second to just stop and imagine 300 foot tall trees going right through the intersection of like Harrison. (laughs) It's a weird thing to think about. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's sad because we only have this tiny little bit left of it, you know, a little bit down the Rockefeller Forest, down by Weot or down, uh, I think... Lady Bird Johnson Grove up near Oric or Prairie, Prairie Creek. I might be wrong with the names, but there's a few, just very few untouched redwood stands, redwood uh, forests out there. And I mean, untouched, there, there's even a road going through it, you know, but. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to find pristine. Yeah, like actually pristine that hasn't been logged. But yeah, that's why I like escaping to those areas to kind of feel like you're, you know, you could be 10, 20,000 years in the past or future. And like, it would all just be the same. Yeah. It's like a trip back in time yeah. when you get out into the forest, especially mm-hmm. if you That's... get a little bit away from the road and yeah. the sound kind of dims away, you could see a bear around the corner and you could die. Like you, you have these thoughts going. <laughs> Is that like, what you're thinking about out there? Every once in a while, you know, I'm <laughs> what freaks me out. Uh-huh. Bears. Yeah. Oh, bear. Yeah. Or a mountain, mountain lion. Yeah. That's what kind of, did you that, see that video lately 
of the guy who encountered a mountain lion. He was a jogger. Yeah. yeah. And he got chased for like a mile backing up. It was, it and was insane. That, yeah, that really made me, I carry a little, uh, axe hammer combo in my camera bag now just to, I mean, just to have something at all. Yeah. That video, I mean, just the oh way it moved. And it was kind of like and reaching it was, yeah, out to pounce at you. It was insane. I mean, the oh guy held his composure <clears throat> really mm. well. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those moments. People where commenting you know were all like, do. "Oh no, he was in no danger at all." The the cat was just kind of flexing on him to get him out of the area. And I like, don't buy that. It doesn't look like yeah. it, but I mean, I'm no animal expert. But yeah, it was crazy, and I think it only backed down once he started attacking it and throwing a couple yeah, of rocks at it. Yeah, it backed him up like a mile. It was a lo- it, it was, was like an 8 minute that. video or something of him just like terrified. I couldn't imagine the fear that that guy was feeling. That's one of those moments where I don't think you'd know how you'd feel until you're actually in it. Yeah. Like that level of man, I could really yeah. die right now. Yeah, and it's it's likely to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I can't mm. I don't know why I didn't go after him. I mean, some say it's because it was protecting its baby, so it just tried to scoot him away from mm-hmm. it, but that thing could have taken him out if it wanted to. Oh, like, yeah, it no definitely contest. could have, no problem. He was all alone out there, and... She's just talking to it. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. It's We're a good kitty. Fun. Yeah. Dude, I'd be shitting Yeah, bricks. you just gotta That's... hope that it's scared of you, too. I mean, and you have those different rules. Like, if you see a bear, what is it? Don't challenge it get small but if you see a mountain lion challenge it and get big yeah it depends on or the is that type of bear stuff too <laughs> yeah exactly so when you're in that split second situation out in the forest it's kind of hard to know exactly okay so what am i supposed bear, to do in black this bear should i run like your instinct is to run which is not you good don't know yeah i think with mountain lion you definitely don't yeah i just run. think of it with like my cat versus my dog like the cat is more like a hunter so it'll try to like oh if you run but yeah, yeah kicks in their natural instinct so mm-hmm. yeah Chase, you, you're prey at that point if you take off running mm-hmm. i think what he did is what you're supposed to do you're just, just slowly back up talk yeah. to it i think calmly and yeah calmly <laughs> that's gonna be the hard part calmly <laughs> it's like, screaming okay. at it. he seemed to be remaining pretty calm he was he's like calling a kitty and <laughs> Yeah, it just came out of nowhere too. Yeah, I think like he saw the cub. Yeah, and kind of walked towards it, uh-huh. and then the mom just shot out. Oh, it was like, oh, this is gonna be a different <laughs> kind of story. Yeah, I mean, those things are actually a little smaller than I expected. The the mountain lion, I thought it would be more like lion sized. Yeah, but they're so strong. But gosh, yeah, the, you they've know, got like, so much power. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, they would have no problem. Oh, no. taking down one person. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be lunch <laughs> if they wanted to easily. Yeah. Do you run into a lot of wildlife when you're out there? Uh, somewhat. I mean, mainly just deer and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never come across a bear, which still surprises me to this day. I've only seen a couple bears when I'm, you know, driving on the road. But yeah, I've never just out and about come across a bear or a large cat. Like I'll just see bobcats, deer, and that's basically it. A lot of cool birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most of the time I feel pretty safe because I know in my experience I haven't really come across something like that. But yeah. the thought's always there. <laughs> like, you know, they're out here. Yeah, that's the crazy part, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I go hunting a lot up in like Trinity or okay, up on yeah. South Fork. And that thought's always kind of in the back of your head of, mm-hmm. 
you you're in nature at this point especially as a hunter yeah because yeah. It, you're you're going in a little deeper you're taking part in the game of wildlife you know like i'm out here to get something but something can sure get me too <laughs> you just kind of have to yeah you're not you're not top dog out there that. yeah that's for even sure. with a gun you're mm-hmm. i mean you're up there on the food chain but yeah i mean if you're a good shot if you see it first and if it's open enough for you to get a shot maybe yeah but yeah if you have a mountain lion that wants you gone you probably won't hear it until it's right there that's the crazy thing (laughs) but that's like you know you kind of have to accept that you know the mountain lion probably doesn't want to take that risk to it's a humbling experience something yeah for sure Mm -hmm. because you realize life is not what you what it is in the city or even like yeah. in here. In oh, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, there's, there's a different hierarchy. <laughs> yeah, sleeping outside in the woods or, you know, mm-hmm. hunting out in the middle of nowhere, you realize pretty quick that, okay. Yeah. This is if not. If I get hurt right now. Yeah, like, well, you're going to How am I going to get out? out of here? Yeah. yeah. If you break your leg five uh-huh. miles in. You don't have cell service and like you, you got to be, be careful. It's going to be a long trip. You are in, in control of yourself. And you're the only one who is. And you're the only one responsible if you get out of there. Basically. Yeah, you gotta be. Yeah, you gotta be confident mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I mean, but that's a good thing for people to go through. Just oh yeah, like, you know, physical work every day or a creative outlet. It's a, it's a humbling thing that I could say makes you a better person. Yeah, I think I'm almost hesitant to say this because yeah. I don't. I I think more people should hunt. Because uh-huh. I think it's like yeah. an experience that uh-huh. grounds you and you appreciate like where you get your food from more yeah. in a weird way. I could see that definitely. But at the same time, California, I mean, you, it's hard oh, to yeah, get I'm, a deer I'm here aware anymore. of the hunting laws around here. Like, I've, I've never been a hunter. I wasn't really raised in a hunting family, but, you know, I've always been curious about it. Um, but it's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, just to be time. able to provide for yourself, be, you know, have that primal sort of feeling of like that animal is going to be my food now this is just how the whole food chain works yeah yeah that's definitely a feeling that i feel like i'm i'm ready to go through but yeah even just being out in the woods (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah california there's just so many hunters and there's not enough deer and you know Mm -hmm. yeah it seems like that's not the case at a lot of other places though yeah you can go Oh, I think it's in Hawaii. They have like axis deer. No way. Okay. They somebody brought them over back way oh, back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know how that story goes. Uh-huh. They bring two and they just multiply like I've crazy. I've heard something like that. I think it was in Maryland. It was like this Japanese smaller deer. Um, and yeah, one one person brought over like a male and a female, just let them free, up. and yeah. So now they have like freed hunting or like a lot of people can hunt in those areas because they're pests basically and they're yeah. robbing the food from the native species yeah that's how it is and that's like in definitely Hawaii. Uh-huh. there's just too many deer so you can yeah. go in there i mean they're hard to get is what i've heard because hmm. well the terrain i would assume in hawaii I think is a it's, little... i think it's the terrain but i i'm gonna butcher this but i want to say that axis deer they're used to being hunted by like tigers and Oh yeah, like serious so predators. They're so they're quick, they're quick. Uh-huh. So you got to be like on your game to get them. But there's like thirty thousand on one of the islands in Hawaii. Really? It's just crazy huh. numbers. Just soon, yeah. Such a just crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't area. expect it. Uh huh. Um, but like that's that's where you'd want to go. Yeah, sure. definitely not where 
or like Texas. Something's, yeah. Yeah. Um, like endangered. I think yeah, that I, would like, be... like our elk around here. I'm not sure how the numbers are, but I, I don't know elk numbers. Uh huh. But like you know, you'll see a ton around that area in Oric. up in Oric. Yeah. Yeah, but that's basically it. Like they'll stay in their big group, and you know, I wouldn't run into any anywhere else basically, but there. Yeah, I think that's the only place I've I've seen them in California is right up there. Yeah. It's awesome to be able to see them though. Yeah, you can probably get some great pictures of them up there, huh? Yeah, I've been up there a couple times. Um, I was at visiting Fern Canyon one time. Uh, I, I never get to get up there because, you know, it's like two hours away from my home. Yeah, you got to commit for that one. Yeah, exactly. So I went up there, and it was just so crowded. Um, I was hiking down the canyon a little bit, and uh, there was just people passing me as I was trying to take pictures, and I was, like, waiting for somebody to, like – get out of the frame and i was just like i don't really want this like so i was only there for like 10 15 minutes and i turned back and on my way out there were these two female hikers about my age just walking back because you know the road out there is kind of hard for uh car access like little cars you have to go through a creek and all that and they were hiking back towards fern canyon they flagged me down they're like hey can we like uh can we just walk by your car up here there's a massive bull elk just blocking the road up there and i was like oh sure yeah i bet it's like way off in the prairie okay yeah you guys can like kind of walk behind my car and i would have let them in my car but it was full of a bunch of stuff but um get around the corner and there's that elk right like here's the road it was right off to the side of the road like you could have touched it out your passenger side window i go creeping towards it and it doesn't move at all and the women are just like crouched on the other side of my car as I'm creeping by it just so they could have something between that beast and them. And oh my gosh, it was crazy. It was just so unfazed by us. And after I get about, you know, 20, 30 yards away, um, it's safe enough for me to get out and, you know, snap a couple pictures. Oh my gosh. They're Those huge. Things, they're, they're just the, the antlers on it alone. It's just like it could have picked up my little car that I had at the time and just it could have flipped it over if it wanted to. Like they're not like deer. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're like they they're like four deer fuck. stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it's just amazing to be able to come across it. And I actually did get a few pretty good shots out of that too, luckily. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's always exciting when I come across something like that because I'm not like a I'm not a wildlife photographer per se. I'm more of a landscape, but I, I see plenty of wildlife out there, and I can't help myself but to try Snap to capture it as much as I can. Yeah, elk are weird <clears throat> just because they're so big and they're mm -hmm. so strong. Yeah, and they're not smart. No, and they'll just and you can't tell what they're gonna do. Really, no, they'll they fuck could you be up standing for no there. reason. Yeah, you could just. I saw a video of this guy who. Oh man, I don't know where it was, but there was an elk and it came over and was just kind of fucking him up for no reason. Yeah. I was really? just trying to take a picture of it. Yeah. And he was like, he was probably 30 yards away from it and it fake charged him and he was like, okay, I gotta, mm -hmm. I gotta. Yeah. And then it just started fucking with him. And it was like a, it was a, must've been a baby or calf. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I would elk, oh I would be gosh. more afraid of being close to an elk than, than like a, than like black bear probably. Yeah. Just cause elk, you don't know. 
Like they just don't kind of yeah. They just, just really a, don't care. It could be that time of year they're in the rut or whatever. If they're pissed off because they haven't gotten laid yet and they're it's really right. trying to get laid, <laughs> they're like, Coor! that's the worst time. They're not. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah, be you don't want to mess around with them at that time, <laughs> especially without a gun. You don't want to. You don't want to get. Oh my gosh, out. yeah, yeah. That's why when I was taking that picture, I had my car door open and I was about four like, feet I'm from my car. Go, <laughs> I'm ready to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to give nature. Some, that respect, some respect, that boundary, and then some. Mm-hmm. Not enough people really do that, though. Like, especially in Yellowstone. Yeah. People will be like walking along with the buffalo or get out of their car. Mm-hmm. Or is it buffalo or bison that they have in That's the same, isn't it? I think that's the is same. Is it the same thing? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> um,. Did you see that video of the girl that, that got little girl jacked. and did a couple flips? Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. How just watching the beginning of that video, I was first off, how are you allowing anybody to be that close, let alone a defenseless little girl? People that just don't realize better. They're like they think that all that these animals are dogs. They're going yeah. to Disneyland and it's, it's like docile. that's all there for you. Yeah, like no, it's not. That is a wild, yeah. dangerous animal that has probably killed somebody before. So stay away from it. That little girl got that thing. Launched. That girl went up like I don't know if she was okay or not. Air. I think I heard she was okay. Was she? Oh. Yeah, but it just kind of like hooked her by the shirt or something and flung her, her up. Oh my god! Where are the parents in that? Probably you be like, running away when they they're in the car. <laughs> they're like, "Oh my god, like, there's a <laughs> Sometimes you got to make a sacrifice, and if this is one of those times, well, oh man. <laughs> See, that's why you got to get out in nature, so that you can appreciate that nature is not tame. Mm-hmm. All the people that are like, "Oh, save the wolves," or yeah, oh, they're they're just you know they're like pets. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with bears, people think. Yeah. Oh, it's like. Oh, what is that one Disney bear that eats the honey? Why can't I? Poo. Oh, poo Winnie bear. the Pooh? Yeah, Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh. Yeah. You just got to have an appreciation that these animals are not. Are not Winnie the Pooh. And they don't yeah. care about you. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Yeah. Like, no. If anything, they're scared of you and they want you gone. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you here? Or they're thinking, hey, is this is this my next meal right here? Can I, yeah. can I get away with this? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, why is that animal looking at me so funny? Yeah. <laughs> they're hungry. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I would not want to be that little girl. Yeah, but I'm sure she will not make that mistake again. She won't. <laughs> I'm sure others will. She's not yeah, going to last. Well, you hope that experiences like that are learning experiences for other people in the future. I well, mean, Well, the problem, like you said, with the mountain lion that was going yeah. after the guy, people try to justify it saying, oh, he was in no danger. Mm-hmm. He would have been fine either way. <laughs> that mountain lion wouldn't hurt him. Yeah. And it's like. I don't know. I'm sorry. What, do you what know? if you tripped and fell in that yeah. video? Do you think the line would have oh, just run away? Down. Uh, it would have been a wrap. Or if he would have turned his back to it. To that's what take I was off, expecting. I that was like the sort of sadistic. Like I'm watching a true crime thing. It's like I hope he doesn't. <laughs> Wait, he might. He might trip. Uh, no, no, don't trip. Don't You're trip. I'm just watching <laughs> to see if he's gonna get jacked. Just like You're you like... watch NASCAR for the wrecks. And that's true. <laughs> do you watch NASCAR? Yeah, for the I'm wrecks, not. I mean, like if there's a good wreck. <laughs> We like I people mean, like seeing other people get hurt in situations like that. Yeah, it's a weird thing. That's true. I look at Jackass, the film, <laughs> like, incredibly that, popular. They got so much money off of just like kicking each other in the balls and throwing each other into cactus pits and just horribly painful things just that you couldn't imagine messing up their bodies. 
But you think, shoot, if someone was going to give me a million dollars to do that or do something crazy like that, I might just do it. It's a hard sell, right? Yeah, like money is kind of hard to come by, like for most people. Yeah, I mean, would you do that for a million dollars? Yeah, how much self harm could price? you could you take? Yeah, or two million dollars? <laughs> like, yeah, there's. You'd like to think there's a price on everything, but <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. I mean, would you do that? Someone offered you a million dollars to be in Jackass and you're just going to get jacked the whole time. I mean, I think if I could walk out of there as good as I am now, like without any real extra major injuries. No broken bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I could go for something like that. Yeah. yeah the the adventure bad. side of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, are you going to walk out in a wheelchair? Are you going to be rolling out? Then <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be walking out. <laughs> then that's a hard sell. Yeah. Even for $2 million. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I can continue on the way I am after, like, just be they physically be fine. just tore up at this point. Because uh, they've imagine. done, what, three, four well, shoot, I've seen Johnny Knoxville do his a couple stunts for random other TV shows. Like, I think I saw him jump off of, like, a four-story building into a tiny little pool not too long ago. And... <laughs> Other crazy stuff like that. So, I don't know. Maybe it kind of they're builds them up strong. a little bit. They're just, they're just They've got a resilience to it. Yeah, their skin is pretty thick now. <laughs> like a rhino's or something. Oh, yeah. Man, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. We might find out. I mean, money's hard to come by, especially now. Yeah, that's for sure. You, I don't know. What people are willing to put up with. You know? Yeah. All in the name of money. It's a good motivator. It's a uh, good made motivator if you're not where you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you're doing something, if you've got some cash in the bank and you're doing something you like, mm -hmm. then, hey, jackass doesn't look that appealing. Yeah, exactly. But if you're living on the street and it's like, oh, man, oh, I can yeah. get away scot-free. They would do that for 10 grand yeah. rather than a million. Yeah. Like... Speaking of which, of money, <laughs> did you hear about that politician guy in Arizona which that was, one? you know, having this baby selling thing? Baby going? No, yeah. no. Oh, That's man. News to me. He, it was in Maricopa what? County. I think he was like an, ass, an assessor or uh. something. And he was flying pregnant women in from the Marshall Islands or the Republic of the Marshall Islands. Yeah. Huh. So that they could have their kid here and then he would sell their kid for like 40 grand. To so some he would American kidnap there where they're agreeing to it. I, the, the I think mothers. they agreed to it. Right. Uh -huh. So he would fly them in so that they could have the kid on us soil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They would stay on his property with him till they had the baby. And uh -huh. then he would just sell the baby to the highest bidder type thing. That's just such a weird concept to me, selling a human life. Like, yeah, especially like <clears throat> that. Like you, yeah. It's not like putting babies up for adoption. That like you're, you're selling kids. You're, yeah, you're straight up just like yeah. I think he just got convicted. <clears throat> oh, good. But I mean, he did. I mean, it wasn't like a one or two time thing. Like yeah, he was, it was. And like he would a sell them for forty grand or fifty grand, and then pay the mother like ten. You got to ask, why are people buying babies for 40 or 50 grand? Why don't they just go to adoption agencies or work something like that? They're probably kind of, they might be seedy or have weird intentions if they're 
And Spending fifty yeah. grand for a child. I, I mean, I know adoption that. agencies; it will cost money. But do you think it costs that much? I, yeah, nowhere near that much. I would assume. I mean, yeah, I can't because imagine. I know regular families. people who have adopted a child, and they're not just—they're not rich or anything. So, you, <laughs> yeah, unless they have what superior genetics in the Marshall Islands or something that's really sought after or something. Is yeah, it, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know where the Marshall Islands are. Yeah, I mean, you said that, and I can't even picture picture the, like the Virgin Islands. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. But forty grand. Yeah. First that's off, like, you're selling kids. Second off, who's buying them? <laughs> I mean, and I, what what's the paperwork? What are the different like permits you need to buy oh, a I child? Was, I mean, I think he was doing it all into the day. Yeah, right? you'd assume because he, yeah, he wouldn't be an adoption agency. No, he was. It was definitely yeah, like was, off the record. I don't even think the the families that got the kids knew that it was illegal i wonder I if it's just... something like the families like you normally can't adopt a kid if you're a felon i have i don't know what the rules are Maybe then you pay more uh-huh right if you can't get a kid yeah if there's something agency. stopping you from being a kid or being being a parent yeah i mean that's the only thing i could think that would make somebody want to spend 40 to 50 grand on a kid I mean, people spend like four grand on a French bulldog, (laughs) but (laughs) that's a good point. You could spend a lot Uh, of money on a dog, I guess. But yeah, that's like the, because it's like the purebred French bulldog. That's what made me think like, I wonder if they're, they have some weird genetic, like they don't get cancer in the uh, Marshall Islands or something. Like they've never had a case of something. So they want, yeah, that's strange. That's just such a weird, but yeah, to, have that thought like, oh, I could run a little business. I know this, I could make this money. lady and her friends that they don't want their babies, but they want money. So I can. That's just like God. a sick thing to <laughs> That's do. That's pretty. Yeah. I wonder, and he said he was a politician? He was an assessor. Yeah. Okay. For Maricopa County. Doesn't surprise me. And did it over the span of years. I mean, he had like a lucrative baby factory going on. Baby factory. But I mean, <laughs> that's. Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. This whole <laughs> this year, it's just one thing after another. I mean, it feels yeah, like, like the world's. Like ended. I said, nothing surprises me anymore. When I wake up, I'm just expecting some crazy thing to be going on, and I'm just gonna accept it because that's the way it that's is. Just life like, now. It doesn't. It feels like it's been like four years since COVID started, but it hasn't even been a full year. Like we're barely over six months now. Which, God, that's weird. Like, and it's still going. Mm-hmm. We're not. And every day something's changing and we're just taking it as it comes. And... Uh, did you hear about the aliens? The aliens? We, we finally made contact? The, no, did you hear about the Israeli space defense guy that came forward and said, huh. there are aliens, we've made contact with them, they don't want the general public to know. I think he said they have like a really? base under Mars or uh-huh. something. Came forward, he's a top security guy really? x yeah for the huh. israeli i want to say it was like space defense yeah that would make sense or something weird I came out and started <laughs> saying all this he said trump was super close to making contact <laughs> really yeah just and then the monoliths like there's just so much yeah shit going on i mean honestly like who are we to say that there's no life out there seeing how vast the universe is like but you'd think we'd know it like if somebody tried to make like well did you hear the pentagon statement Huh. That they released they no. said oh what they said we have recovered crafts not of this earth not of the this pentagon earth. Said the that. pentagon said and that. nobody's talking about it what yeah huh. that was like 
What, that's what's a craft not like, of this earth. Yeah. I think they released huh. that in June. Really? Yeah. But that's they just, we have crafts not of this earth. Really? <laughs> that that came from the Pentagon. From the Pentagon. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff has come out of the government over the past few years. But yeah. It feels like we're in a sci-fi movie. I just don't trust anything anymore. Like, just the amount of lies we're told through government or politics. The media. Any media in general. Like, it's just... I don't take anything at face value unless I see it for myself nowadays, it seems like. Yeah, it's hard to... There's just so much bullshit Mm -hmm. that they're putting out. Like if they had some evidence, they showed pictures or had a video or some chemical makeup of it or something, but it's just like, yeah, oh, where's yep. the, we need some proof. Uh, yeah, you can't just go out and say something like that. It's yeah. like, oh, no, there's no proof, though, but <laughs> just believe I, us. It's a, it's weird that the Pentagon released that, though. I'll yeah. Give that. Well, there's been other, you know, unidentified crafts throughout history, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, who knows if it's just some smart Joe Blow and his... Some guy shit. flying a drone out of yeah, his ass. He has his weird hobby of making drones. <laughs> and uh, he made one a little bit too. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> yeah, it's but I mean, I, I would love to believe if it was like some other oh, it'd be cool, life right? out there. Like, it, you feel like that's something's got to happen. Like, it's space is so big mm-hmm. and so vast. Yeah. And there's so. they. I want to say they now believe that the, it's like a one to one ratio of planets to stars. So there's. Yeah. Billions yeah, you would assume so. Of planets. At least. Yeah, but, I mean, our, we have nine different planets, and they found what ice on some of Saturn's or Jupiter's moons. I think they Showing, found it on Mars too. Yeah, and they we found yeah evidence of water on Mars. So I mean, that seems to be the building block of life. If we find that there's like tiny little bits of life out there, who's to say that it's not in every galaxy around the universe? And the idea that we're the only ones. Uh huh. Like. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, and I we're mean, we're the only planet it's that has life. Like infinite possibilities to how intelligent they could be. Like they could easily be so intelligent that it's just keeping us, you know, at bay. Like they could easily make it so we can't detect them with our rudimentary uh, instruments that we have nowadays. But yeah, yeah. that's an argument people make mm-hmm. for sure, especially if they could travel here. Yeah. Like the kind of tech that they'd have to have would be Yeah, exactly. You kinda of have to be travel so different with light ours. speed or something yeah. because it would take generations of people for us to travel across light years or whatever. It would take thousands of years. So we'd have to make a complete society within a spaceship at our level. But yeah, it's it's definitely really intriguing to think about and it kinda of gives you hope that like, yeah, we're not the only blip of life, like the only conscious beings out there. And yeah, even just See. looking out at the stars on a clear mm-hmm. night, you get oh, the yeah. appreciation of just how small and yeah. insignificant we are. Yeah, I remember as a kid learning how like if it's three thousand light years away, that means that, that light took three thousand years to reach you. So the light you're seeing was from when that planet, or when the sun was three thousand years ago. So you're seeing into the past when you're looking up into the stars. Whether that star is a million light years away, you're looking at that star a million years ago. And this very moment, it's a million years ahead. So who knows? Like that star could be gone. Half the stars could be gone, but we don't know it yet because 
it's just so incredibly vast. There's no way we can wrap our minds around it. It, it blows your mind uh-huh. just trying to grasp that. Yeah, and it's it's really fun to think about. Like I took a philosophy class in college, and there is the it's a famous like brain in the vat experience uh, experiment. Like how do you know that you're not just a brain sitting in a vat? being hooked up to like a bunch of electrodes being told what's going on around you because that's the only conscious thing that's going in us is the brain. You, we have signals. I can feel this table, the cold beer you can smell, see, but that's all just signals. So it's so easy. You could just easily have brain set up in a big bowl and you could have a whole world created around that. And I mean, yeah. we almost like have technology to do something like that nowadays. So why we're not? Close. Like, yeah. So if we maybe, maybe we're something like that or in a computer simulation or something like you, you never know. But that's like yeah. tying into Descartes, right? The mm. I think, therefore I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, philosophy is weird. You can go down a rabbit hole oh, yeah. with philosophy. Cause what, oh, I, I mean, love what, it though. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, how can you think about what you're thinking about like well how do you, like you paradox. said how do you even like, know that this like mm-hmm, that this is real yeah how do you can see how that would oh, send yeah. people off the rails and completely lose sense of reality and that happens to a ton of people especially like if they get a little too heavy on the drugs they'll just lose you could break all sense of reality and you're like okay yeah i am a hundred percent in a simulation none of these people are real and yeah i'm just stuck here like a lot of people might just think that and yeah, it's, it's it's kind of weird to like be able to understand how people are thinking that like, and knowing that you're not, <laughs> or not knowing, but assuming you're not in that situation, you know, because it's, you're a sane person. It's a wormhole you could go down if yeah. you're careful. Uh huh. I mean, you could. There are philosophers that take it so deep that it's like I don't even know if you're real. Like I can only prove yeah. that I'm real because I'm thinking, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you're actually thinking. So how do we? Yeah. Maybe I am in a simulation. I had one of my favorite ones, which. Uh, has a good like moral background the a good philosophy is that we are all the same person there's only one conscious being out there and once you finish your life you'll go back and start like some other life but it's all like it it all kind of takes place throughout time like your time isn't really a constant so everything that has ever been conscious is just you but at a different stage stage basically yeah and um i remember hearing someone expanding on that and once you've lived all the conscious lives that's how like a god is born or something like that so once you have experienced like lived all the lives the whole civilization every living being from like the turtle to the king you know that's how like a a god is born basically or like a single entity or something like that and who knows, that could just be, that could be the universe. That's what the universe is. Just a collective consciousness. I don't know. That's <laughs> a crazy thing yeah. to think though, uh-huh. right? Yeah. No, it's so many different theories out there. And there's so many minds out there that can create so many different theories like that. It's just, and they all kind of make sense in their own way too. Yeah. I think it's going to get even weirder when we actually can like separate you from your consciousness and like upload oh, you I know. to some I think the Russians world. are working on that now. But yeah, there's I can't think of what movie, but yeah, this just to be, think of be, uh, being able to upload your consciousness, that's immortality right there. Have you seen a uh, that Amazon show upload? 
Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. I did watch that. That freaked me out. Uh, where he goes show. to like almost like a retirement community at a lake. Oh my god! Yeah, and her his girlfriend is in control. And once you run life. out of money, that was a big thing. That was like the sort of Black Mirror moment. If you've seen that, yeah. like once you run out of money, you don't have any data left. You so just you're time just, out. You're just existing at the very base level, and yeah, that's scary to think because that's. Probably, if that was a real uh, piece of technology, it would that's be how, like that's that. how they would do it. You would run out of money, you would run out of gigs, and you wouldn't be able to think. Yeah, like that's what got me. It wasn't scary that too. You yeah, would be uploaded. Mm-hmm. It's that you know when you're uploaded, it's still that system of you have to pay for everything. Yeah. Even in this virtual world, you have to pay for the. Yeah, food. even when you're dead, you still have to keep on paying. Yeah. Bills. And that's what freaked me out because that's that's the most <coughs> realistic version mm. is that these huge yeah. companies would come <laughs> up with it and then charge you exactly for everything. Yeah. It's like something that should be a human right to be able to make yourself immortal to not die. If that's if that's allowed for one person or rich people, that should be allowed for everybody. Like that's basically just an evolutionary step for humans. But it wouldn't be that way. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. It all depends on who gets there first, right? Because mm-hmm. Google gets there. Cha-ching. Yeah, exactly. Or whoever. They're going to yeah, be making... Or Facebook or mm-hmm. anything. Whoever comes out with it first, it's going to be... Yeah, but you got to wonder like, if it would be exactly like that. If you would actually be able to see, smell, taste things like... Like it would probably, it would definitely have its limitations at first. Like in the oh, show, yeah. like they had, they're like, oh, we added the umami sense. Like we can taste savory now. And they got all excited. Like, could you imagine being trapped in something like that where all of your senses are pre downloaded and given to you? God, it would, I mean, yeah, it's better than death, maybe, but. That's the ultimate question, right? Yeah. Or would it is be better it? than death? Or is it? Like, who know? You don't know what happens after we die. Like, everyone has their theory, but. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> knows. That's the problem. Yeah. What if you do that and you miss out on the great big thing or whatever? Like, if there's some sort of an afterlife or like, you'll never know. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you had the option, would you go? Would you upload? Yeah. I think I would too. I mean, yeah, that's my first. Like, I, I'm not a religious person, definitely. So. My first thing is like, yeah, I don't want to have to end my existence. Like nobody wants. Yeah, you want to yeah. live forever if you can. Uh huh. Yeah, but that's us, some young guys saying that too. True. Like, Ask us again when we're eighty. Yeah, once question. you're an eighty-year-old man and you've been through everything that there is to be through, and you felt all the pain that there is to feel, like you might just be like, okay, it's about my time. Let's see what's out. next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a good point. Huh? About, yeah. But yeah, that's one good thing about Netflix too. Just stuff like that. It gives us those questions to so think about. So much content. I guess it isn't, yeah, just all mindless stuff when you're just binging away at your favorite show. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, well, to but be it's able not. To, to be able to have this uh, after conversation like we're having, it kind of Yeah, then it, it comes more yeah, beneficial. Yeah, it come, comes right? to life, yeah. And other people might be able to watch and kind of Check relate with that and talk to their friends about that or something like that. Just... It's just good to have conversations about stuff like that. Like, I've never been one to believe that you don't talk about religion or politics at the table. Like, that's the most important stuff to talk about. You think like, you should talk about it, right? Us, yeah, that's to be polite. Yeah, you don't talk about religion, politics. But, yeah, it's, if you don't want any progress or, <laughs> yeah, if you just want to stay with the status quo, I guess that's 
what you should do, but it's just yeah, I don't boring. buy into that yeah. line of thinking because that's uh-huh. I think that's how you get these echo chambers. That's dangerous, yeah, yeah. Like echo we're chambers, in yeah. now where mm-hmm. you've got one side that's losing their shit and you got mm-hmm. the other side that's losing their shit and yeah. nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then you have the middle that's like, hey guys. Should we talk about this now? Yeah, exactly. The world's kind of on fire uh-huh. and nobody's saying anything. That's where I like to find myself like towards the middle because I have friends on both sides of the spectrum. And I think it's important to have friends at both sides of the spectrum because yeah. if you just keep yourself locked around one viewpoint or one ideal, you're going to think that that's how everyone thinks. And that's definitely not true it's a rough way to go if anyone's traveled the world to talk to people at all you'll know that every single person is different in their own way and yeah if you keep yourself just kind of confined to one uh viewpoint or ideology you're just going to be missing out that's one of my biggest gripes about social media Mm -hmm. is that it's just so easy to fall into whatever bubble and yeah. then you think that's all that's out there. You think everybody mm-hmm. thinks this one way. Oh, yeah. And you're either with it or against it. And you're like, this is insane. God, it's so dangerous. Yeah. I could see why it's a thing because you, the social media is going to play to what you like. Yeah. So you're only going to see what you like. But that's not how the world works. You're not only going to see what People you like. People are so diverse and uh-huh. nuanced. And it's this black and white way of thinking of something's either good or it's bad, or this is right and this is wrong. Yeah, like that's just not how the world it's actually all is. Shades of gray. Yeah, yeah there's no. Yeah, black everything's and white gray. About if anything. It. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no right way or wrong way to do anything, but there's always a better way. I think. Like, if you're not done improving, you're stagnating. And <laughs> but how do you improve if we can't even talk about it? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. How do you make progress? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just. Letting yourself be one of the sheep, basically, yeah. Walking in line, being okay with everything. Yeah, that's a sad way to go through life. Mm-hmm. I mean, even... That's what I love about this is just you get to talk to people and really see mm-hmm. what they're about. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Regardless of if you agree with them or not, like, you get to, mm-hmm. like we just talked about a ton of shit. Yeah. We talked about yeah. photographs. We talked about hunting. We talked mm-hmm. about yeah, just... uploading into some virtual <laughs> yeah, world. exactly. Uh-huh. All things we would have never talked about yeah. if, had we not done this. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? If we were like Facebook commenting or something. Yeah, yeah it's just you might, so minimal. Yeah, if we were just commenting on some Facebook post, mm-hmm. we might be at each other's throats going, what? Yeah, like what, what is this guy about? think? Yeah. Uh-huh. This guy and I've know, I know I've gotten there too. Like when you see somebody who's just so blatantly ignorant, it's like half the time I'm like, okay, are you trolling? If so, yeah, good job. You're really funny. You it's a good me. troll. But God, can you really be so ignorant to the world around you? Uh, I can't do it. I don't comment. Yeah, once I've been learning, it's much easier to just like let it go. Sometimes I'll type out the comment. Sometimes I'll type out a big old paragraph and I'll just move on. I just won't post it because that's basically that'll get it out of my system. When you see that and you're like, okay, my opinion, my opinion, my opinion, keep scrolling. Yeah, don't post it because <laughs> you get it. You get sucked into that. Yeah. That hole of you're mm-hmm. just going back and forth with this person. Yeah, like you're most likely not going to change their mind. Oh, no. Not and... through Facebook or <laughs> whatever YouTube, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. way you're commenting. You can't you can't articulate your idea well enough mm-hmm. or your point. Yeah, it's basically like there's miscommunications, definitely. Yeah. And you can, you can hash those out because 
it's amazing how you can miscommunicate with somebody when plain English and they'll read something completely different, but you can step back and be like, Oh wow. Yeah. That actually, I can see how you take it that way. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or something like you, it's just, it's not effective to mm-hmm. communicate that way. Yeah. Like talking in person where I can actually see you, I can see your facial expressions, yeah. read your cues. Mm-hmm. Like that's how we're supposed to be talking. Yeah. It's a lot more natural for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you get more out of it yeah like if you're just on the other side of a screen i don't have any you know attachment to what i say to you Mm -hmm. so i might say anything but i'm not going to sit here and cuss you out if we disagree yeah but if we're online Uh you know yeah you don't have yeah you have the screen between you and them and you know they're they could just be miles away and they're not going to come find you or anything no (laughs) it's it's just yeah did you ever play video games as a kid yeah you know like the xbox Uh chats yeah, you yeah. get into a party and everyone's just oh my gosh this. yeah you're gonna do like that's what that's what trying to comment <laughs> on trash mouth is. constantly yeah yeah. Uh-huh. yeah i actually i did i stopped playing video games once i was a teenager because I, I would get angry at them like i would be playing like a level or something for like an hour and a half and i would die and I have to do it all over again <laughs> i would just be so angry and it just wasn't productive <laughs> enough for me so i ended up just like since the PS2 came out, I haven't... Oh, so for a minute. Yeah, so I haven't really been much of a gamer. Like, I'll play video games with my friends and stuff, and but I just won't get into it like that because it's just unproductive, and I kind of just get into it a little too much. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me, I guess. That's my problem. It's kind of like watching Netflix. Like, you just get sucked into mm-hmm. it. And then, especially with video games, because they're so damn immersive now. Like you oh, could I just know. you could blow eight hours. You can literally live in it with a VR. Oh, like, I mean, yeah. Now. <laughs> I mean, like, talk about immersion. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's still blocky, VR. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I hadn't tried it until about a month or two ago when my buddy got his little Oculus set up, and oh my gosh, yeah, it was some blocky little game where you were just like shooting some weird looking bots. But still, but, you get pulled. Oh my in, god, man. yeah, you look around, they're all around you, and they even have the headphones so you can hear someone coming from the back right, and <laughs> like you can just know exactly. It's weird, and I almost punched the TV. Honestly, <laughs> like there was a guy coming up, and I went like that, and my buddy was like, no, no, no. Jesus. I didn't realize I was right there. Like you lose complete connection to the world around you. It's in more ways than one. I bet it's, I think it's like the first stages, right? So like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it hasn't taken off. They have like yeah. the new, new PlayStation, new Xbox, and it's totally separate from VR. Everyone thought that that was going to be like the new thing. It's just, it's, it's going to be standard. It's still a little early. I think it's like the Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. or like a GameCube. Where you can get into it and you're like, yeah. oh, this is cool. But it's only, it's not anywhere where it's going to be in yeah, five years. I think years. people just don't want to be wearing that at all times because, like, you, you get just disoriented basically when you have that thing on for more than yeah, a few minutes. Yeah, you pull minutes. it off and you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, you could be in a whole different room and you wouldn't know it. Like, I think I worry about when the technology really gets good. Yeah, because like I when think you that's going to need a face it'll be like a lens in your eye or something or when you can actually like have you seen ready player one i don't think that movie oh my god it's a really good movie okay and it's all about this virtual world and the tech is really good but i mean i think people would choose to you you just be consumed by that Mm -hmm. because if your life kind of sucks or you've got problems in your life 
that you don't really want to deal with or you know you got this bullshit job you don't mm-hmm. want to go to and you could just put on a headset and it feels yeah. real right it feels yeah, like a real world go to a whole different world be a different person yeah why are you going to want to be in this one exactly if you yeah. could have like a mansion or live on another planet or do some <laughs> crazy things why would you want to be bound by this by this place yeah and i could see that being a big thing i think that japanese i've heard they have a, a word for people like that i can't think of the word off the top of my head but they've created a whole word for people who don't want to go outside and participate with regular society they would rather stay inside on their computers play video games and participate in society in that way which is still participation in society for sure but it's yeah different yeah (laughs) it's like i mean who knows like that could just be how most of our interactions interactions in the future like in the future look at today uh uh-huh yeah i mean come on i mean yeah like yeah i worry about that with COVID. like we're we're ushering in this new age of communication. It's like we're being, we're, we're getting used to it. Like they're, they're helping us get used to kind of the new they're lifestyle. They're feeding us right now. Like, I mean, yeah, COVID is dangerous in its respects, but it's not like a zombie apocalypse or some flesh eating bacteria. If we had something like COVID, but actually like dangerous to the general population, like where we would, it would take out half of the people that got it. I couldn't imagine how much things would actually start to change. And it's like, are we being, are we getting like, like forced to get used to this because that's what's coming or like, it, what, what's this future going to hold for us? Like, I what don't do you know. Think of the vaccine, the vaccine, you know, I don't have many personal opinions. I've just heard so many things back and forth. Like, um, people are just like, Oh, they've, they got it. We're way too quick. Like, I don't want to take something that they rushed through and others are like, yeah, of course I'm going to take it straight ahead. Like, so I can get on with my life. But a lot of people just have a lot of opinions without credential. I think like a lot of people are like, Oh no, they rushed to it way, through it way too quick. And I don't think that it's going to be right. Says a guy who's like a contractor, so <laughs> like a tree a trimmer or something right? like yeah, I would expect them to go through it quick because this is like the most um, affected our whole society has been by something like this before. But yeah, then again, like, who knows? What if they did rush through it? What if it is going to have side effects that come out in the next six months? Like, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's my that's best answer part, to that right? question. Yeah, I just, I just don't know. I mean... It'd be good to wait and see. I heard like a, some 97 and 99 year old people took the vaccine. They were like the first ones. It's kind of messed up. Like, okay, we got this really old person. We're going to have to be our them. guinea pig. What's going to happen? And yeah, but I mean, if it seems to be like good and it'll help me be back to normal, you know, I'd be for that. Like, if we have like a herd immunity of 70 percent of us or whatever get that and we'd be okay yeah i'd probably volunteer myself for that yeah i think i'm definitely gonna wait yeah I don't yeah that's that, a, that seems to be a line. lot of people's yeah. yeah i'm just gonna tip, dip my toe in the water really quick just just wait and see yeah i'm gonna give <laughs> i'm gonna let whoever wants to rush out there and get it i support that decision but i'm gonna mm. i'm gonna hang back a little bit yeah and we're just gonna wait mm-hmm. and see how things play out if everybody looks cool nobody's growing six fingers or yeah exactly getting heart disease or something then we'll usher mm-hmm. in i think like you said there's just 
there's just so much misinformation. Oh, yeah. And more than that, there's so many differing opinions. Like there are medical professionals who are saying, I'm not, I'm not going to get this thing. Really? Like yeah. I'm going to wait a year before I run out. Oh, really? It. And then you have huh. other ones that are saying, it's fine. Yeah, they rushed it. But like you said, mm -hmm. we're in the middle of a pandemic. So of course yeah. they're going to try to get it out as quick as they can. But at what cost? That's what I think. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a reason it takes a decade to make a vaccine, are we skipping steps? That's yeah, what I worry that's about. A, yeah, that's what I think a lot of people are worried about is that just we're going to get it out and some crazy thing is going to happen that they didn't plan for. And I mean, I don't think a lot of us have too much confidence in, you know, the FDA or government Anything organizations right in general. Yeah, anymore. Like, so, yeah, most people are just so unsure of anything. God, it's like, yeah, we're just playing it by ear, just waiting for the next news headline to tell us what to do almost. Yeah. How to feel. Yeah. <laughs> when to freak out. Yeah. When to buy toilet paper. Like, uh, yeah, that happened again. Did it happen again? <laughs> yeah. I, I know I went to the store and there was no toilet paper there. So, well, no, I, I got the, the good one ply brand. I, I was, yeah, of course, that would be the last <laughs> wiping one. Wiping with sandpaper, you know? Jesus. Oh my gosh. But yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But what happens when people start doing that with food? You know, like one of my coworkers was talking about with all these restaurants being closed, a lot of these small organic farms that supply those restaurants won't be able to get money for their next crop next year because they're not selling their food so we just won't have enough food there so maybe safeway won't be stocked up and then we'll have another wave and all the food's gone like that's what a lot of people i think are scared is going to happen and i think it's a real possibility with how people um reacted these to this both of these waves of covid it's just yeah it's a scary thing seeing how almost irresponsible people are about their their other community members just hoarding everything gonna keep them alive for five years when other people just show up too late and they don't get anything like yeah it's yeah it's panic weird. buying is definitely a yeah. problem yeah and the fact that it was toilet paper like of all was, the things i didn't of all i the mean things. if somebody would were gonna ask me okay if a pandemic were gonna happen what would be the first thing to sell out i would not say toilet paper i mean no you would never think about that no i mean worse comes to worse you can find a bush it's yeah exactly ideal, it's gonna be like one ply well yeah those guys can find a bush yes. <laughs> yeah uh -huh. but i mean yeah why i mean uh -huh. i don't know i haven't heard that yeah, though yeah panicking yeah the food supply well i mean you hear about these farmers throwing out thousands of pounds of food because because they can't yeah that <laughs> yeah. but even now because they can't nobody's buying it oh yeah like they can't they can't get rid of it so they're just trashing it really rather yeah. than drive down the price of the product mm -hmm. which is crazy but yeah well i mean they would probably even be losing money at that point yeah but yeah to see next year if they don't get those big checks from all the big sales from their harvest i mean i know farmers have to have to put down some big sums of money sometimes when they're getting ready for their spring planting and all that and the equipment's just so expensive like a lot of them are probably just gonna have to be forced out of business oh yeah well like how the, the smaller ones you know? yeah because how uh -huh. i mean they're struggling to compete with big farms already Yeah, whatever big corporation is out there owning all the all the farms yeah. which is so sad that this is kind of just pushing out you know, the mom and shop restaurants and farmers and even little restore, retail stores. It's like a kind of a corporate takeover almost. Yeah, that's 
you hear that a lot online. Yeah. A lot of people are like, this is, this is going to hurt small business. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know how many have closed around here, but I, I know I bet by the a time we're, handful. Yeah. Like, I bet by the time we're done, it's going to be, it's going to look really different, especially yeah. for like Riodale or mm-hmm. Ferndale or even us. It's, yeah, it's going to be a different ones. landscape. Mm-hmm. And Amazon's out here making huge amounts of money. That's ridiculous. People can't even have that much money. And, still... and then you've got mom and pop shops that are shutting down. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, because they just can't afford They don't have the people coming in anymore. And yeah, after a few missed paychecks, that's all it takes for a good majority of people. Like, Especially I know a if... restaurant. Oh Where you're living paycheck to paycheck already? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it was probably hard enough to open a restaurant as it is before all this happened. Yeah. yeah. not having your dining, even like all the tips that you would probably be making on a given night. It's just... Nothing yeah, compared you, to what You it can't was. even calculate what, what the effects are going to be in the next... The weirdest thing is that that whole... You can eat outside in a tent. I know. It's like, why not just make it inside? Uh-huh. Like, because how it's a little tent... breezier outside. Yeah, but it's Open like all window. enclosed. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would... yeah, I know. There's there's some weird stigmas like that. Like, um, like how you can't have somebody like bag your groceries for you, even though like 14 different people have touched that can of beans that was put Sitting on the on... shelf yeah. before. But you just can't do that one last one. Or How does that make sense? Something else like that. Because it's basically just political correctness at this point. Like like how I, I know I have a mask like these. Like they, I, th- I think I heard they don't technically like do anything. Blast, block anything. Yeah. yeah but it's I just like political correctness basically because you have to have it to enter a store. And I mean, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just insane. all kind of playing to everyone else. So you don't kind of piss off somebody else and i was dude i was running down on that trail that goes from like target to the the cutoff over there i can't think of the name of it Uh and there was a lady who was on the side of the trail and so we're probably like four feet apart and i'm just gonna run by her yeah she turns around and screams at us to put on a mask oh yeah when you're running like a Uh we're outside yeah b i'm gonna pass you for like two seconds Uh uh-huh and she was just adamant, not put happy. Mask, yeah. Put on uh-huh. a mask. Put on a mask. Yeah. And I was like, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Really? I mean, at that rate, there's not much you can do if you if you don't want to be but, that subjected to it. You shouldn't really be out there yeah, in the why first are you, place. Yeah. But. <laughs> come on. I think, if anything, we should be telling people you need to go get healthy. Mm-hmm. Like that seems to be your best chance. Yeah, are I mean, you healthy? The, the main people who get affected by COVID-19 are people who have like weakened immune systems and worse respiratory systems and underlying conditions. Those not, yeah, not the underlying conditions, but the other stuff can be helped by going out and exercising pretty regularly and keeping a good, healthy diet yeah. and that's, taking your vitamins. Those are things that are actually going to help you against fighting diseases like this yeah but nobody's talking about that no it doesn't seem like it yeah it's just like stay inside keep yourself away from everyone else and that's just not how we're wired which is i heard the other day that the flu numbers are super low and i'm thinking obviously i heard someone talking about that yeah yeah but what i'm worrying about is how bad is it gonna be when we do get to go back out because uh-huh. oh, yeah. our immune systems are not what they were before everybody got locked down, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not coming into contact with a bunch of other people, oh, I didn't and think other about germs, that. Yeah, is it gonna yeah. be like, uh huh, hundred times worse? 
Yeah. Like what? Everyone's like everyone would get, get the common cold and just get yeah, knocked on the butt. We're all going to have or, the flu uh-huh. for like two weeks. Huh. Yeah, that's weird to think about. Right? Yeah. Well, I know um, I got a haircut before I came over here and the two guys in the barber shop before uh, I got my haircut, they were talking about that. Yeah, how the flu cases were really low. And they're basically saying like, oh, that's because they're just taking all the flu cases and calling them COVID. And so they're like ramping up the media and the media is just all lying to you. And it's like, it's really just all the regular common cold flu. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that could be it, but who knows? But it, yeah. Could just be we're wearing masks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh, yeah, for actually uh, being careful. It makes me wonder how um, contagious like the flu is compared to covid because covid seems to be like pretty hyper contagious like i like, think it's more infectious than a flu yeah maybe because like it's mainly the thing like you just don't have the symptoms for the first two weeks so yeah so like you just wouldn't yeah you don't know. try to you know, block it from other people but until you know you have it but yeah it's a <laughs> weird time man it's so weird it's uh-huh it's, uh, it's yeah it just doesn't seem like we're handling it effectively. Yeah. No matter I mean, how you look at it. Like seems it, like other countries definitely kind of nipped it in the bud a little bit quicker. Like, I haven't checked recently, but I remember um, about halfway through this a few months ago, it seems like there is a lot of places that had basically gotten rid of it. Yeah. And I think a lot of the smaller countries are on the up. Yeah. But like yeah, Germany like and France Denmark. are getting I thought even in. China got rid of it pretty quick yeah but that's china yeah i know I mean, they're like yeah we got rid of it yeah don't worry don't come over china's, here <laughs> china's like trying to blame other countries for starting it so uh-huh I mean, well i mean yeah who the it, hell knows what's it, like, going on with china it came from china like that's the they don't want to say that though uh-huh yeah, yeah. nobody would want to say it yeah, came from they, china. it didn't gotta, come from china it's gotta like originate from somewhere though yeah, it but, wasn't china I mean, <laughs> it wasn't them yeah that's i mean that's another problem too with countries like that is what is, I mean, yeah. China, especially, they've got the, I'm going to butcher this word, but it's mm-hmm. like the Uyghur situation. Have you heard okay. about that? I don't think so. It's this minority, I want to say Muslim group. Okay. Maybe. Hmm. But it's this minority group, and China built all these re-education camps. That's oh. what they're calling them. Huh. And they're picking people up and just shoving them in there. Really? Yeah. Middle of the uh-huh. night type shit. Oh, no way. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, huge problem. Not a lot of people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like but I mean, <laughs> are you really going to trust China's stats for coronavirus if they're yeah, doing I mean, that? Yeah. One thing I know is I can't really trust anyone's yeah. anything anymore. You like, got to see it. You got to be mm-hmm. on the ground. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, stuff, if stuff like that is happening, I mean, it's, it's obviously not right to be <laughs> shoving people in camps of any okay. sort under their will. And calling I mean, it a re-education camp. Yeah, like sounds like indoctrination or something yeah, like sketchy. <laughs> or uh yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a you don't know that especially is, that leaves a bad taste. Mhm. And I mean Well, I mean, yeah, we also had our share of camps here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just Which, crazy I mean, to think that I mean, living in the US especially and I think it's most of these, you know, wealthy countries. Yeah. You get complacent mm-hmm. and you forget that this is not what the world actually yeah. is like yeah, there are people true. starving to death mm-hmm. in the masses yeah there are people being kidnapped and abducted and just dying 
just dying. Yeah. Just... And then we're over here and we've got all this mm-hmm. wealth and life is yeah. so nice. Even if you're homeless, I mm-hmm. think I would rather be homeless here than homeless in oh, definitely. Yeah. Afghanistan uh-huh. or India. I mean, India yeah, has because... slums. Yeah, just hundreds of thousands of people yeah much larger than like eureka just yeah people just kind of making their own houses as living they can. in what looks like a landfill yeah dying every p- masses mm-hmm. dying yeah because there's no like sanitation or garbage yeah, program or there's no shitting in a flushing toilet yeah exactly what you're gonna go crap out in front of your house like mm-hmm. that thinking about that is just such a foreign concept mm-hmm. i think but that's just so normal for them over there too like yeah uh, it would be weird for them to know that we have like our own separate room for shit and we sit on a nice porcelain throne or something. It's like, why would you? With fresh that's water. Like kind of weird. Yeah. Why are you pissing and crapping? Drinkable water. Fresh like, drinkable you, water. What is like, that? My cousin died of yeah, dehydration the other day or like poisoned water or something. Like they don't even have fresh water supply, which just makes you think there's enough wealth and uh, infrastructure out there. To make sure that everyone in the world has food and water. But we just, that's not, you can't make that's money off, yet. you can't yeah. make money off of that. We're not in the you business You can't make of... money off of making sure that the global population is healthy and well-fed and hydrated. I mean, it's just, it makes sense, but it's just sick to think about that we're almost allowing that to happen. Like it's You almost like... have to not think about it to get oh, on yeah. with your life. Because uh-huh. if you sit there, it's like philosophy right if you start mm-hmm. thinking about it yeah when you start looking into it it gets ugly fast yeah and i mean a lot of people like to say oh there's nothing i can do about it and i mean to an extent yeah there's probably nothing you can do to solve the whole problem but there's tons of people who just stop drop everything and dedicate their lives to it because they realize how big of a problem it is around the whole world yeah yeah i had um Haley lamb come on the podcast and she's okay. volunteered in a ton of different countries oh really and done a lot of work and you know you talk to somebody like that and you're like okay like oh yeah it's doable mm-hmm. it's just i mean do you want to take yeah. a year off of your life to go do that <laughs> not a lot of people i mean do. if <laughs> it sounds lazy of me but i would, if it's all set up for me if there's like a group already out there doing that you know i'd be like okay sign me up if i can just like yeah leave everything and go do that for a year i'd love to go help out but it just takes the initiative of planning something like that or yeah. having the logistics like of it all yeah like i'm sure it costs a lot of money and you know to plan something like that and and then it's tickets like tickets what's the debt people that that makes right i'd imagine it it's mm-hmm. like the war on drugs where you yeah. arrest some people you get some drugs off the street but you're not really putting a dent in the real problem yeah and i mean if you're yeah, you could go over there and you could do some good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, especially with India, I mean, they've got like a billion people over there. Yeah. And you see those over. slums and it's like, how do you, how do you tackle that problem? I mean, like in you and would of need... itself, it might not even be, you know, a problem if they have clean drinking water and a healthy source of like food. They don't though, I don't Constant think. work. Yeah. But yeah, if you could give them that at least, like... I've heard like, you know, rich people would go over and give away like a hundred hamburgers to the local kids. That's actually really hurtful for that society because those kids and families won't go to their regular people where they get food from and they won't be able to sell that and get whatever, like get their daily wages because these Americans came and gave away free hamburgers. 
something like that. So if we could just help people out by like giving them wells to clean drinking water or I don't know, farming techniques. I, it's I, that, I don't know the food. The food's a hard part. It's yeah, that you, expression of you got to teach someone to fish. Yeah, exactly. You can't, just, you can't just give people a ton of free food. Like, yeah, but it's have, hard if they're starving, right? Food. If they're not, if there's no money, yeah, and there's no food, uh-huh. then it's kind of hard to be like, well, I don't want to mm-hmm. give you the food because I don't want to take away from this other thing. But if yeah. there's no other thing and they're starving, it's like, mm-hmm. how do you provide that in mass to to help everybody? Yeah, you really can't. I mean, you can't just fix it no it's not one of those problems you can just throw money at Mm -hmm. but does that mean that it's not worth like even trying i mean because i know some people over there they might just be like what what do you mean like we're doing fine get out of here trying to like help me and make me feel bad that you're like better than me and you're helping out us poor indians when we like have our own way of culture like this is how we normally do things but like that's an interesting perspective right Uh because you hear the argument of you know if you've grown up poor like you don't really realize you're poor until you're next to someone who's wealthy like it's that Uh mindset of well if we're all poor like are we actually poor yeah or but it's it's i don't know it's hard looking at it from this perspective right because neither of us are over there yeah i don't know what it's actually like Mm -hmm. you know i'm just seeing videos yeah you're just seeing what's put out clips but yeah it's hard to know you don't know what it's actually like to live in that Mm -hmm. and have that be your life and what you would want to Mm -hmm. try to better that i guess yeah i mean god it's just 7.5 billion different people out there like (laughs) it's just that number alone is so hard to wrap your mind around like there's 7.5 billion different ways to live your life and i mean some people just like suffering is a part of that like (laughs) that's crazy to think that right some people will die without ever you know, doing things we take for granted without ever having shoes. Yeah. Something as small uh-huh. as having a sh- having shoes. Yeah. But their feet are so tough and leather, they don't even really think, why would I need shoes? It's Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we use... Yeah. Uh-huh. Why do I need these things around my feet that slow me down? Like, what the hell? <laughs> why That's are you guys true. doing that? If you step on a rock, you'll be crying your foot will bleed. Like, you little sissy. Like, it's... they might think something like that. Like... Yeah, it's, 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 it's a to... weird life is a weird <clears throat> thing mm-hmm. because I mean we didn't pick to be born here. We were just born here. Like yeah. it's it's the lottery. Mm-hmm. Okay, where's this next one coming out at? Yeah. And your life is so varied purely by the fact of where you're born yeah. and to who you're born to. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Definitely. Like that's just Yeah. You, you start can... to think about it, and you're like, mm-hmm. What? Yeah. What's in control of that? Like, who, who yeah. gets, who gets what? Why is like, if like some horrible person like Hitler gets born into a really nice rich family and doesn't have to worry for anything for their whole life, like why do they deserve something like that? Like, and you have genuine, really nice, caring people who've grown up through horrible adversity and gone through unimaginable things they don't deserve. Like, why do they? deserve why do they get that end of the straw yeah it's like yeah where it's, does, a, it's a, weird right it's just is it coincidence or just luck of the draw force luck of yeah yeah <laughs> maybe you were bad in past life yeah but that's not your that's not yeah, on still. you you didn't make that decision yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's weird man yeah it's, it's weird it does seem like some of us are punished more than others and it doesn't make sense why 
Yeah, well, shit, that ties all back into, you know, religion, too. Yeah, of... and why people would be drawn to religion to find answers to those questions that are inconceivably answerable. Like, you can't really find an answer to that question, so religion kind of gives you a guide. Like, I'm scared of dying, so if I know that all of the loved ones that have ever died, if they're not actually gone and they're waiting for me up there comforts you a little that's bit. a great deal man like yeah all i have to do is just believe in this and live this lifestyle heck yeah they, they put me on board but i mean there's people like me who are just like i can't just have the blind faith like i just I, I would love to have that feeling to be like everything's okay even when i'm dying or even when i die things are just gonna be okay because i'm looked after by a higher power and that just sounds so nice i just can't let myself believe that and i've i haven't found anything that that sounds right to me that i could believe in like that yeah yeah it's weird how some people gravitate towards it and Uh others it's just like there's just some invisible force that keeps you from that yeah i don't know because like my everyone in my family is pretty devout christian and they all believe you know the whole story they have full faith in you know jesus christ and god and they know that they're going to end up in heaven and they've just accepted it and for some reason i just ever since i was like nine years old in church i'm just like this doesn't make any sense like why like so god's like santa claus i don't get it so it's like uh, what <laughs> and yeah. i just never wanted to go there and it's just, yes for some people it's just do you have a different mindset yeah, I've gotten into some some heated conversation. My parents oh, are yeah. kind of the same. My family yeah. is kind of the same way. I've always been the one that starts those those conversations. Me of, too. Well, doesn't that sound yeah. a little? Yeah. You know, uh-huh. How do you actually feel about this? It's always a difficult conversation, but it's a good one yeah. to have. It like, is. You should have it uh-huh. for sure. Just because the conversation's hard doesn't mean it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not valuable. Yeah. Like I was talking to my coworker. She's a pretty devout Christian. She has been for her whole life, and. Like, we'll have long drive. We'll have to go all the way up to Trinidad from the shop and back. So we'll end up just, like, talking a lot. And we have different viewpoints. So it's really fun to, you know, hash things out and see why they believe what they do and, like, what what their logic is behind it. Because nobody will believe something that's illogical. I mean, everyone has their own logic behind things. And she told me, like, uh, like yeah, Jesus Christ is my savior because – he died for all of my sins before you had to like basically kind of sacrifice um, something like they would sacrifice a lamb to God to absolve them of their sins. And it was like a regular ritual. But once Jesus Christ came, he died for all of our sins. So all of them are forgiven. So I just love him so much for it. And I was like, okay, I can actually wrap my mind around. Like if you, if you were just like totally grown up around that idea, um, how that would just make sense and you could just completely believe in that in in the higher power that's intangible and yeah it's just so interesting to oh it definitely is yeah there's a reason that you know so many people believe in it yeah like regardless of how you feel about it like Mm -hmm. you can't bullshit yeah that many people basically all comes down to we're all scared to die and we want to know something's gonna happen afterwards yeah we're gonna be reincarnated go to paradise heaven we're gonna see all of our ancestors that have died like 
we're just scared shitless and we don't know what to do about it. Yeah. And, yeah. It'll be interesting if we get to the point where dying is an option. Yeah. How that will affect religion and how that will affect people's choices. What do you mean the dying is an option? Well, so like if you could go into some artificial reality yeah. and upload yourself or mm-hmm. if you could yeah, I see. you know have your consciousness like put into a robotic body mm-hmm. and you could do that would people yeah. would religion start to fade would people accept yeah. okay maybe i think there's a situation like that in the upload uh show where the um the uh daughter wanted the dad to upload i think or something like that yeah and he didn't want and to because yeah he just wanted he to was die because, for his wife yeah yeah and his wife was in heaven and he couldn't just leave her hanging up there because yeah once you upload you're just completely you're still alive so your soul wouldn't go away like your soul is still there basically yeah yeah that's that's so weird to think about <laughs> to think that that's gonna be something that we may have to decide mull over when we're yeah 80 like huh it's crazy because that used to (laughs) just be science fiction man that's that's Mm -hmm. crazy talk or like if you retire with 50 grand and you die with 50 grand you can live for five years in your afterlife and then you'll die because it takes 10 grand a year in the afterlife or something like that like can you imagine like however rich you are you can only like live that long it's just that billionaires something like that yeah millionaires would be able to be completely immortal but yeah because i'm sure there would have to be some sort of infrastructure in place to keep all those people going and like you would have to actually charge people like you'd almost want it to just be a buy-in thing if you had to spend money yeah make it a a one time time. yeah yeah not a subscription yeah no don't (laughs) you can't subscribe to afterlife (laughs) 12 grand a month you gotta make every payment on time otherwise they just cut yeah they pull the plug unless you're dead <laughs> oh that's hilarious that would be so sad oh my god it gosh. feels like that's if we don't it's make an some option corrections, <laughs> it'd be it'd mm-hmm. be that everything's going monthly subscription now oh my gosh yeah it's, i mean i get used to it it's like oh it's 10 bucks a month that's nothing that's like 30 cents a day so <laughs> start to break it down oh, uh-huh. I can, I can it's do like that. wait how many 10 bucks a month do yeah. i have <laughs> just yeah. not buy coffee this week right? yeah yeah <laughs> who knows uh yeah it's too easy to spend money nowadays all right well yeah. man we just did two hours what yeah that was two i know no way huh? i know man i thought we were coming up on 45 Talk- minutes no maybe. <laughs> i know I'm talking about Oh, I don't need nice. Netflix because I got this, man. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> time flies. You'll be you scrubbing through it. that and editing. Yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, right. Do you have like a page where people can find your stuff? Uh, Yeah. My main page is my Instagram. It's my full name, Kevin Lomilio at Instagram.com. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I don't really have a website. Like I said, I'm not really going Super, for like the professional yeah. thing. I might eventually like, but if anybody ever wants to buy any of my pictures, they could just uh private message me tell me which one and i'll send you like the file and you can print it out yourself like i'm like so hands-off when it comes to that like i'm i'm not big on the logistics side of selling photography i just want like here like 20 bucks you can have the picture you can print it the size of a wall if you want like (laughs) oh that's cool yeah it doesn't make you're just you're just focused on taking the picture yeah definitely that's cool Uh uh-huh yeah. All right, well thanks well, man. Thank I had a, I had a great time Dude, talking was, with you. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thanks for guys. Having me.